Thank you, Jesus, for declaring victory, being the victorious one, the hero who has basically saved our souls, saved our lives, saved the day. I thank you for dying on the cross for us. I thank you, Lord God, that your will be done. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Yours, Lord, not the enemies, not his plans, not his plots, but your will be done because your will is good. You are good. And I thank you for giving us hope and salvation. I thank you for giving us eternal life. I thank you that you've known of us since the foundation of the world. And I thank you now for giving us courage to follow and to believe and to, you know, know that we are loved, that we are known, that there's a purpose for our lives. Thank you for giving us power over all the power of the enemy. And we bind the powers of darkness right now, especially those that would snatch away the word of hope, the word of truth from the hearts of those who hear, that you give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive your revelation, Lord Jesus, which sets us free. You said you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So thank you for the truth. Thank you for your diligent love and consistent persistence of us, Lord God. I thank you also that you've promised us no weapon formed against us will prosper. So we now ask for that divine protection over ourselves, our lives, our families, those who work for us, pray for us and love us for the things that you've called us to do, that they would be accomplished, that our destinies would be complete according to the glory of God and the will of Jesus Christ. Now you are our faithful witness. Declare unto us your truth, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, we're looking today at Luke chapter 10, verses 17 through 20, and there's part of it mm-hmm. that we're going to just be speaking of. Go ahead, honey. This is a very curious subject we're going to be talking about today. It's called the Book of Life. Names written in, blotted out of the Book of Life. There's a lot of interesting uh, comments throughout the whole Bible about being written in the book of life, the book of remembrance, all of these kinds of books. Um, our works are written in books. There must be some sort of a, a, a registry in heaven or a book of life that God is referring to throughout the Bible. And we're just going to kind of take a look at that today um, to see if we can make any more sense out of it. Well, in Luke ten seventeen, then the 70 returned with joy saying, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he'd sent them out and yep. it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, they're pretty impressed with all this. And he pretty said, much, yeah, nah. and Jesus said, well, no big deal. I saw Satan like lightning fall from heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Okay, you're excited about the demons coming out. Yeah, I'm, you know, no big deal for me when Satan fell down. I mean, that was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. But but he says, what you really need to get excited about, mm-hmm. he says in verse 20, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Written in heaven. And so there's a lot about... So there must be a book up there. There's there's a book. And a, a book really means like a, a scroll or a writing or mm-hmm. a record or like a register yeah. in heaven. And I think of Moses one time in Exodus 32 when he, the children of Israel were being really bad and idolatrous, and he said, well, forgive them. I know they're rebellious people, Lord, but if you can't forgive them, then mm-hmm. just blot me out of the book that you have written. 
Right. So he he's he's desperate there. Not that God was going to do that, but it shows his sincerity yeah. and his desperation uh-huh. in um, in that. Well, he's referring to a book. He's referring to something that we're looking at. There is a book. There is a registry in heaven. And um, there's many places where it talks about that. I know in, uh, um, well, even in the, all the way from the beginning to the end, the book of life, those who are not, not um, written, I think it's chapter 13 of Revelation, a very shocking verse, which we can get to in a minute, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, there's, there's several different books described in, in, in the, in the word of God. And of course, there's the book of the law. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not really talking about that today. But Daniel, interestingly enough, and in, in, uh, talking about the, the last times, which we are in. The end times. Uh, Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands, watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. Mm-hmm. Even to that time, and at that time, your people shall be delivered. Mm. Amen. Everyone who is found written in the in the book in the book, everyone who is found written in the book will be delivered. And it's interesting too. How do we it get talks about, in the book? You know, in Deuteronomy twenty nine talks about blotting people out of the book, those who you know choose idolatry and to reject the living God. Right. Um, and there's interesting, what I call, and, and it doesn't, the Bible doesn't give it this title, uh, but in, in uh, Psalm 139, it, it speaks of uh, what I call as a book of destiny, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in 139, and let's see, let's look up verse, um, oh, well, let's look at 13, starting with verse 13 of Psalm 139. For you have formed my inward parts. You have covered me in my mother's womb. The word covered there means woven. Mm-hmm. God has, the psalmist knit realized God has woven, mm-hmm. knit us together in our mother's womb. He says, I will praise you for I am fearfully, wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. Um, my frame, verse 15 again of Psalm 139, my frame or my uh, bones <laughs> were not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Now, it, this is really interesting. Uh, when I'm, this is even before I'm formed in my mother's womb. My days were written in your book ahead of time. A, a fashion for me, as, when as yet there were none. I mean, when I didn't even have uh, days as, as far as time here. So this is before time. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> The days were fashioned for me way back before I was even conceived. You know, you have an example of that with Jeremiah. God says, before I formed you in the womb, in your mother's womb, I knew you and called Called you to be a Mm -hmm. prophet to the nations. Now, was that just for Jeremiah? Was that for all of us? Well, we were chosen in Christ from before 
the foundation of the world. Right. There's talks actually, about it in Ephesians chapter yeah, 1. I'm going to go there. This was yeah, read that, even, uh, he says, Grace be to you in peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestined us to be to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his good of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved so he already knew of us chose us predestined us adopted us, accepted us, blessed us, even before the foundation of the world. And it also says that even before the foundation, Jesus Christ was himself crucified before the foundation of the world. Right, right. So all of these things were done even before the world and the earth existed. Yeah, in Ephesians chapter 2, 8 through 10, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works lest anyone should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, Prepare, before. which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So there is a, a destiny. There is a destiny that God has prepared for us way back when, where were we? We were in him. Yeah. So he, I mean. We're from him. <laughs> we're uh, from his him. thought, his idea. Yeah. He, he so, brought so, us forth. He, it's all about him. He Through has done him this whole and thing. In him and by him are all things. Yes, actually, so, including us. So this is talking about going way back in our. Well, then we pe- people will say, "Well, wait a minute. Well, all those wonderful things, my destiny, foreknown, da da da, and look at me here. I'm just uh, in a, in a pit. I'm in a mess. I'm in a place of great uh, tribulation. And how can that be? How can all of these wonderful things in the beginning be formed, and now here I sit?" in the pit. And so we don't understand that the, the overall picture, even as the Lord speaks it through the context of the word, is that we are in this place of trial, tribulation, and testing, not to be defeated, but to be um, conformed to the image of his son. The, the whole purpose of our being here is to be made more like Jesus, to know, the, the you know, to be in the family, to know what it means to be in the family of God, to love God, to be have authority, to have power, to uh, know who we are, to uh, praise God, worship God. All those things are part of what we learn actually in the pit in a very reverse kind of order because we're here challenged and attacked and crushed. But in, in all these things, it says Jesus Christ is with us and that we are more than conquerors. Yeah, so most, of, most human beings are living according to their mistaken identity. Right. Don't even, how many people, how many, how many believers do you know that know who say, they are know who they are that mm-hmm. I was created in Christ I was chosen for a purpose, in Christ for a destiny from before the foundation mm-hmm. of the world and I mean what does that do to your self-esteem I mean it re- you, that must, doesn't make you proud it makes you blessed it's like amazing yeah. when you think of how valuable you are how God has created you called you from from eternity, from eternity to eternity, and it's interesting too, where uh, there's a, there's a, another book. Now I I don't know how these books work in heaven. If they you know they're ledger, they're computerized, or God the the Bible yeah. refers to them as books or well, registers. There's angels, recordings. Angels there's recorded. recordings mm-hmm. in heaven of all this, and it, it says in Malachi chapter three, 
verse uh, 16. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. You know, did you think of God's in on your conversation? Mm-hmm. If you love the Lord and you're talking with somebody else who really loves Jesus, the Lord is listening in. It says, so a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. Mm-hmm. And and he's, he talks about, so he's listening to those, he's blessed by those, he's writing in a book mm-hmm. the remembrances of, of those who love him and, and think upon his name. And and another thing too, even there's, there's in Psalm 56 verse 8, um, he talks about there uh, that either, there's even a book of tears. Oh, have, have you heard of that? It, um, it, no. it sounds I'm like sure we have. Psalm 56 and verse 8 here. Um, it talks about, uh, are, not, are not my tears in your bottle, right? Mm-hmm. You number, verse 8, he says, you number my wanderings, put my tears into your bottle. So he, he he's saying, Keep record of my tears. Yes. Don't let them go not one is, w- wasted. Yeah. But he says, are they not in your book? Are they not? Uh, my my tears that I shed, they're in your book. And I think of, you know, tears of repentance, tears of sorrow, uh, of grief, sorrow loss, and grief, sorrows, pain. Of sorrows uh, tears of, of, of burdens that we have for other people. They're precious, they come, yeah, they're, they're, precious they're, God, so they're not lost. They're recorded. They're not lost. Are they not? They're even collected in his jars or bottles or whatever. Yeah, and and even you know your conversations. I, I think the Bible says God uh, will show Himself strong in behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward Him, mm-hmm. complete toward Him. So He He says the psalmist prayed that may the meditations of my uh, the words of my mouth and the meditation, and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my, my strength, strength and, and my, my redeemer. redeemer. Mm-hmm. So he's keeping track of the, th- the very thoughts of your heart, the very conversations that we have with one another, and our, our tears that we shed. Well, the books are important, and we, we get as we get t- through the Bible, we see a, a greater mention, a continued mention of the books, the book of life, the, the book of, uh, the, the remem- of remembrance, the, the, the book of tears, uh, the book of destiny, but we also, you know, as we go through this, um, we we get to that place where we say, okay, our names are written in the book of life. It says in I've got to go to Revelations for right now. I know you um, have another verse there first. Yeah, thing. I have. Uh, he says, um, go ahead. Um, Psalm nine five. There's there's some talk about the wicked that that would be blotted out. Uh, Psalm nine five. You have rebuked the nations. Mm-hmm. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. Yeah. Well, to, to be blotted out means you have to have been written in. Yeah. You can't erase something that wasn't written. That's right. And so um, there are people, obviously there's this, this group that will be blotted out, blotted out of the book of life or blotted out of, of their destiny or, or uh, because they refuse the love of the truth. The, the Bible says God... Uh, what, how did you say that Jesus died for all men? But the problem is, he died for all men. He invited all of us to be saved. He died for every whosoever will. Yeah. But the caveat there is, 
you're not just automatically saved because Jesus died for you. You're not just automatically going to stay in the book because your name is in the book. It has to be where you make the decision to want to be in the book, to want to accept the blood of Jesus Christ as your, as your payment for your sin, as your salvation. And so that, that's a very important because we, the, it's about free will. G- God saved everybody, but not everybody is saved because not everybody accepts that salvation. Yeah. And that means that has to do with your book, if your name is going to stay in the book or not. First Timothy 4.10, uh, Paul writes there about, uh, he says that the title of Jesus Christ, of course, he is the Savior of all men. He died for all. Yes. He died for all. But he says, but especially for those who believe. So it's his title. His title is Savior. He's officially mm-hmm. the Savior of everybody, but he's practically and dynamically and only fact, the Savior of those who put their trust in him. For God so loved the world right. that he gave his only begotten Son, mm-hmm. that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting well, this goes life. Back, this goes back to the rule. The one rule in the war between God and Satan is whose report do we believe? Are we going to believe what God says? I died for you. I paid for your sins. Follow me. I love you. We'll, we'll get through this. You're victorious. Or are we going to believe what it looks like, what it feels like, what the devil tells us, and refuse to accept or humble ourselves or accept the gift of salvation? And so actually, uh, I believe, you know, people aren't blotted out of the book of life. I think there's a some error out there that makes you think that you can be written in and blotted out because of your works. I believe we're written in or blotted out because of salvation. And salvation and sanctification are not the same thing. Being saved means God owns the house. He now owns the house. You can't be saved and not saved at the same time. You're either in or out. Salvation is I'm in uh, with God. I'm saved. And so those who are not saved are not in. And so, but, so, but sanctification is the other part of that process. When God buys the house, now sanctification begins the process of cleaning the house, taking out the, the, the rat nests and the lies and the, and the rats that abide, the, the demons, the, the lies, whatever it is. So sanctification is not, you're not saved because you're holy or better or don't sin as much or don't sin anymore at all. That's not why your name is written or not written in the book of life. Your name is written or not written in the book of life because it was written in, but you you either keep it in there by accepting salvation and or it gets blotted out because you rejected salvation, not good works. So some people say, well, if I'm, I can be blotted out if I'm too bad or too wicked. You didn't get saved by being good. You can't get blotted out by being bad. You get blotted out by not accepting Jesus. I believe that the Lord wrote all, whosoever will, all that he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. He knew everybody and he wants everybody to be saved. So all those he knew, he for, predestined, he called. And at that point of the call, breaks it down into who's going to accept that call. So there is where we come into being. God did all that stuff before us. He predestined. He wrote the book. Now, are you going to accept it or not? That's the big question. And so we come to the the, the next place where the many examine the books and see, well, this must be that. But I really want to get to, if we can, uh, to the piece in Revelations. Well, before before we get there, let's let's talk about you know, blotting out or deleting. You know, a lot of people, you know, they, they've come to Christ and they feel like their their sins of the past are still haunting them. Correct. Right? They're thinking, well, the did God really alive. forgive me? 
well, I don't know if I'm really forgiven, so I have to ask God to you know forgive me for the same thing over and over and over again. And, and or get saved over and over and over again because you believe salvation. Mm-hmm. We don't recognize salvation is similar to being born. When you're born the first time, you're born one time. You don't bo- be born and then leave the hospital and ride a bike and fall off of it and broke your leg and now you go back to the hospital and be born again. Right. When you sin, it's not like you have to be born again. It's like you have to repent, uh, get up and ride your bike again, you know, get rid right. of the lie. You don't have to be born again, 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 and again. And a lot of times right? people think their sobriety is the same way. Okay, I've got to be perfect. I fell off the wagon. I, um, I had a relapse. Now I got to go back to square one. No, you don't. Just get up and keep going. It's the same thing as, as being saved, born one time, now live. Living is that living out and walking in the faith of Jesus Christ. He talks about uh, the psalmist uh, David when he writes about, he said, hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Mm-hmm. Blot them out. And it's interesting. I believe that means that. delete them. You know, once when yes. they're, not, they're, not, they're not kept in a, in a trash file. Right. So that guy can pull him back out so again. So God can pull him back out again, and, and soon you're not going to be in and out, in and out, in the book, out of the book. No, that doesn't work that way. He says um, in Isaiah 44, um, 22, I have blotted out like a thick cloud your transgressions, mm-hmm. and like a cloud your sins return to me, for I have redeemed you. So he's really... Um, I think it's Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. He says, repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So the thing is, he... Well, when our sins are blotted out, there is a time of refreshing because we fit, we receive yeah. forgiveness, hope, where we released from the anxiety, the fear, uh, the anger, uh, the, the re, you know, whatever we, the wrath of God, so to speak. Yeah, let me read that whole verse there that I referred to, Acts 3.19. He said, um, repent, therefore, in other words, change your mind, and be, what, converted, mm-hmm. converted, that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing, in other words, times peace, of, Peace, joy, it, strength, anointing, authority. The re- word refreshing there means to recover your breath. Mm-hmm. So you can breathe Catch again. your breath. Catch your breath. That may times of refreshing refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So uh, that your sins may be blotted out. So far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So it, there's a blotting out of sin when we repent and, you know, we, we repent well, when that's, we're converted. That's a- Times but that doesn't mean your name is blood out of the book of life. No. When you repent, that means There's your sins are blotted out. There's a difference between getting your sins blotted out yes. and you getting blotted out. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, and that's kind of fulfilled. So, let me just say this too. For believers, it, it says in 1 John uh, 1, 9, I believe it is, where if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive, forgive us, us our sins. sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness means blotting it out. He's not going to, Hold, you know, keep a history, uh, you know, and say, okay, I'm going to hold this against you over and over again. Well, you know, the thing once is, once you ask for forgiveness, ultimate, and once you deal with that, those strongholds of unforgiveness, or there's strongholds of darkness mm-hmm. in our lives, that once we bring those to the Lord, and 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 Repent, surrender, surrender, and we, mm-hmm. our minds are changed, we're, we're confessing, we're forsaking 
there's the mercy of God, there's the cleansing through the blood of Jesus. Right. And this is the process of why we're actually in the pit. Even though we started out in the mind of God, we end up in the pit. And so Satan is trying to challenge God as we live in the pit, challenge God to be able to, you know, see if he can take us from God like he did with Job. But the ultimate ending of the whole thing ends up in the book of Revelations where we have the the judgments, the white throne judgment. Um, and in chapter 20 of Revelation, we see the ending of all things. We see the things culminating. We see the wrapping up. What, what happens with the books? Well, it says in verse 10, and the devil, this is 2010 of Revelations, and the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and the books, plural, books were opened and another book singular was opened which is the book of life and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books so what is what it looks like here is that each one of us is writing a book we're authoring our own the book of our story our life and in that book are things written about your life whether you accepted god lived for god believed his word or not or was it you know, were you trying and earning to earn your own way to heaven? The book of their works, um, and they were they were judged by the works because uh, that was how they brought their own book to God. God kept a record of our He does of our acts and our our words, uh, and the but and so the book of life was opened, and the dead were judged according to their works by the things that were written in the books. And the sea gave up the dead, and those who were and death and Hades delivered up the dead that were in them, and they judged each one according to their works. And death and Hades were cast into the fi- lake of fire, and everyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. In other words, there is a main book, a main registry, and it is the one God wrote our names in in the book of life, and it those names will remain in that book if we stay. Uh, accept him at that point in time where we're ex- exposed to the revelation mm-hmm. of his salvation. So it's a matter of confirming our reservation. Yeah, that's exactly right. But if you if you go on into um, uh, chapter 13, going back yeah, a bit could, in Revelation. Could I read that? Yeah, please. Uh, he said... Um, uh, Starting with what, oh, verse 7? Yeah, verse 7. This is talking about this uh, beast from the sea, mm-hmm. uh, Antichrist spirit. And it was granted to him, Revelation thirteen seven, to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. So there's something going to happen mm-hmm. where the enemy has war, making war against you and I, the saints, whoever's left on it's the earth building at that up. time. It's building up, yeah, that's and, for sure. And we know some may have escaped through death, some maybe through a rapture, but there's still some saints here that are you know, in trouble with the Antichrist and the beast. And so he says in verse 8 then, He says, And all who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain slain from the foundation of the world. So read that. Notice he says, All those who dwell on the earth, okay, whoever all that is, whoever that is, will worship him whose names are not or have not been written in the book of life. So it implies that there are people who are on the earth, people, maybe humanoids, humanish type of people, 
um, will be will, whose names have not been written in the book of life. They were never in the book of life. They were not. They're still. They're dwelling with us, among us, on the earth. They may look like us. They're gathered together to worship been, the beasts. Right. They've never been written in the book. Why of life. Why weren't they written in the book of life? If he wrote everybody he foreknew, everybody he created. Well, obviously he did not create a group of, of things, entities, humanoids that came out of demonic con- concoctions. I would say who are dwelling on the earth, who are gathering in the midst of and with some of them that are still the people of creations of God, but those who didn't, whose names were not written, have not been written in the book of life, would worship the beast. So they'll automatically worship the beast. They won't even think twice about it because they won't even have any conscience or awareness or desire for, for God because they don't know God. They weren't created by God. And so this is just something to be aware of that um, they're not written in the book of life. Why not? Well, because they were never written in the book of life. Well, why not? Because they weren't made by God. Ugh. What does that mean? Well, we better look at that a little bit and understand that this world is more than what it appears to be. Don't be believe, believe everything you hear or everything the way it looks. Satan presents smoke and mirrors always trying to present things other than what they really are. Yeah, and then there's the idea, some are, uh, say that, that people are pre, some are predestined to be saved, some are predestined to be lost. We're all that God made are predestined to be saved. It is now up to us to believe. To make the, to make the belief, to make the choice And by believe. the word, the word eternal, I mean, I'm sorry, the word, uh, you know, when we think of the word predestined or knew, knew ahead of time, all those kind of concepts are coming out of our perception of time. God created mm-hmm. time. He, everything's in eternity, but God created a corridor of time where we leave the this eternity and we come into this life, this mm-hmm. span of time where we live in a hallway, supposedly. From eternity to eternity. That's kind of how... But there's a but there's a hallway in there yeah, where we are on the, the planet. Right we're now. in the pit. We're we're in that place where Satan t- attacks and tempts and trashes and abuses and assaults and tries in his. It's like you're in the arena, you know. It's like we're we're gladiators, you know, and and we're thrown into that arena, that ring for a time, and the enemy tries to defeat us, beat us, eat us, whatever he tries to do, and those who survive then, of course, get to get to be crowned or rewarded or whatever but so that that is a temporary place it doesn't last forever so there's you know when you say nothing's ever going to end it's never going to end that's a lie it cannot continue on forever it cannot according to the book of revelation according to what god is going to do your your pain and your your situation cannot go on forever yeah, so in revelation 21 27 it talks about in the the new Jerusalem, mm-hmm. the, in the new heaven, the new earth. You know, there has to be a new heaven and a new earth because this the one we so have is so violated. Full of blood. It's just like when you have a, a, an item or a piece of clothing. Sometimes it gets to be ruined, so ruined and mm-hmm. so worn out that just you just got to get rid of it. You can't, you can't. can't it doesn't fix even it. work for a rag anymore. Doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Just get rid of it, and so that's what God's going to do. One of these days, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. In verse 27 of Revelation 21, but there shall, shall be by no means enter it, but there shall by no means 
enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. He's talking about the new Jerusalem. He's talking about heaven, the new heaven. And so he's saying only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life, and all, only those who basically their names survived in the Lamb's book of life because they accepted Jesus Christ and they were converted, they repented, they were consciously aware of the whole story, not just this little segment of time where we're beat up down here, but they have the whole perspective of God from eternity to eternity, Jesus Christ, the whole story of, res- of redemption. They get it, and they're the ones that stay in the book of life. Yeah, and then toward the end of the book of Revelation, Revelation 22, 18 and 19, he says, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. Now he's talking about the book of that we know of as the book of Revelation. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And anyone, if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. In the book of life. And so we, we know, and by it's interesting too, one more last comment here. <clears throat> that, you know, now they do a lot of um, decoding of the Bible. It's like they're using the, ta- uh, the the first five books of the Bible like a word find. And in a word find, you can go diagonal, you can go across, you can skip every other letter. It's something like that. Where they have found names, literal names of people with their descriptions to, to specific people whose names are written in the book. It, 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 so literally, I believe it's a literal thing, a literal understanding also that our names have been written in the book the book of life the book of the of the words of god and our names are there and uh it is true i believe everyone's name is written in the book even those who um originally everyone's written in the book and then those who are of god's people and then there's the the tragedy of not accepting jesus or turning away rejecting him and then their names are no longer found in the book of life. But so, Father God, we thank you for this very serious and very practical illustration. Uh, there are not only, not only is there the book of life, the registry of heaven, where your names are written in the Lamb's book of life, but there's also our own books that are written and recorded, saying the, in, the angels of God making note of every thought, every word, every detail of our lives, so that at some point in time, we get to see read the story, the story that we wrote under the counsel of the Holy Spirit and um, the faithfulness of God. So Lord Jesus, I pray that you would give us uh, a new diligence, a new uh, encouragement, a new energy, a new anointing to follow Jesus, Jesus to pursue, to follow, to, to allow him to lead us into all truth, victory, and triumph, Father God. In Jesus' name, as we move quickly towards even the end of days, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, check out Life Recovery. We want you to join us. Um, we're doing a new class um, called, uh, it's called um, Life Recovery Classes. It's on deliverance, and we have a special um, place on our website where we give assignments, where we do show video clips. There's an actual class you can join um, if you want more information about that, you can call us at the, uh, the number on the, on the website there. Um, 
763-785-4234 about more information specifically about the class and if it's located near you. And also then um, join us for understanding. It's a teaching on deliverance, spiritual warfare, healing, um, miracles, etc. And also check out our new, new latest book, manual actually that we posted. It's called Who is the Devil? Um, and it's fabulous. It's just really easy to read. It's a manual. It's fast read. And it really gives a lot of depth and insight as to how the enemy works in our lives called Who is the Devil? Check it out. See you next time. God bless you. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.